If you think you deserve more than other people because you're a very righteous person, it's called denying the blood of Jesus. Just be careful. Don't try it. If God is forgiving somebody, just say, thank the Lord. <laughs> just thank the Lord. Say, Father, we thank you. We worship you. Just raise your hands and just thank him. It's like that in the Bible. Some people came. First, work starts by nine. Nine, they were employed. Under said, twelve, they were employed. Under said, three, they were employed. Work closes by six. Under said, they were employed by five. Five o'clock. Five. Why? The master said, why are you not working? There's no work. He said, okay, come to my farm and come and work. Just come over, come and work. At the end of the day, he paid, now, you know, God, when God wants to do you something strong, he paid those guys who came last first. <laughs> then by raising the expectation of those who came. I've <laughs> 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 oh, got you too much. That is <laughs> he paid those who came last first. Assuming daily wage was, let's say, just say 5,000 there. Man, he counted 5K, gave those guys. Those guys say, yeah. One hour, 5K. Nine to 12 is three hours. 12 to 6, that's nine. Ah, nine hours times five or more with don't hammer. <laughs> and they reach every milestone. 5,000. Ah. 5,000. Ah. The guys who came at nine o'clock said, ah, excuse me, sir. Good morning, sir. May you live long. <laughs> Look, we have an issue. What's the issue? We counted our money as 5,000. So is it not complete? Yeah, it's been complete before, but you see. <laughs> when we check those who came at five, they work for one hour. You give them 5,000. We just felt it fair that we and them should not end the same amount of money. And you know what the Lord said now? He said, is your money complete? What is a complete wage for the day? They said 5,000. Did I agree on 5,000 with you? He said, yes. So, go now. He said, but you paid that guy 5,000. He worked only one hour. He said, it's my money. I'm the one that died on the cross, not you. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Did I share some of my dying on the cross with you? When that is the Roman soldier should keep two strokes for you that you are coming later. <laughs> no. <laughs> I collected everything myself. I'm not sharing out the salvation. So is your salvation complete? Yes. Leave it like that. I have a word for those who are the one hour people. Enjoy your 5K. <laughs> if you are one hour person in the house, say Amen. amen. If you're at 9 a.m., that's your problem. <laughs> One hour people are those who don't deserve 5,000 naira. They didn't hear the gospel early enough to have lived in righteousness all this while. They believed late. But God said, this is how it is. As far as I'm concerned, the same dose of blood for everybody. I hope you're getting my point here. That is what grace means. That's what grace means. It means I got my job late. Paul said, I was untimely born. That's what he meant. That's what Paul said. Do you know, do you know 
that by the time they were stoning Stephen, Paul was a big boy. Are you getting my point? Saul, you know? And Stephen was stoned shortly after the church started. Which means that Paul was a full-grown adult when Jesus was going around healing the sick, raising the dead, doing everything. And they never met. By the time they killed Jesus, Paul was not there. He traveled. He was doing his masters in, in Egypt. He wasn't there. So when he came back, he said, what kind of human beings are discussing trouble? He went persecuting. Yet, by the time it was done, look, if you believe that Peter was a pope, sorry. By the time Paul was done, Peter was reading Paul's letters. I said, oh boy, some things here are hard. <laughs> you said Jesus appeared to you and told you this. He didn't tell us this while he was here. He said, he told me he wanted to tell you, but you were not listening. He <laughs> said, there were things that he wanted to tell you, but you couldn't bear them. So he told you, untimely born. Are you getting my point? Read the Bible we are reading now. Half of what we call the New Testament, those letters and the Gospels, was written by Paul. Only three things Peter wrote there. First Peter. Second Peter. Which one is the third one? No, 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 there's a third one. How many people know? No. No. The book of Mark. Yes. Mark, of course, was written by Mark, but that was it. Mark was not there. It was a small boy. It was the narrative of Peter that he put down. You've learned something today. <laughs> Everything you read in the book of Mark was what Peter dictated. He didn't write, so he dictated. And then, as he told the stories, Mark now put them down. But Paul was writing Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians. He wrote to Peter, eh, sorry, he wrote to Timothy, he wrote to the Thessalonians twice, he wrote to Timothy twice, he wrote to Philemon, he wrote to Titus. In fact, now began to argue that who wrote the book of Hebrews? So Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Are you getting my point? Yes, That's the meaning of the word grace. That's the meaning of the word grace. Grace means that the sufferings of Christ on the cross applies to everybody. Even if you got your job at 5 p.m. And 6 o'clock is when work is closing. One hour. So people have been working since 9 o'clock. And what God is saying to those working since 9 o'clock is that forget that thing. You are not working by your own power. You're working by my power. If the money I'm even paying you, just go and eat. It's not reward, it's go and eat money. Just go and eat because it's not by your power. It's not by your power. I hope you're getting my point here. Yes, That's what Christianity is about. Everything that we receive, we receive because Jesus paid for them. And that's what we need to preach. I'm, in fact, these days I enjoy preaching. I don't need to tell you, you know, sometimes when I was a young preacher, I want to tell people methods. And preachers are still getting caught in that thing. The methods. 17 keys to prosperity. One, save 10% of whatever you earn. Two, give 10% of whatever you earn. Three, look for investments that work. Amen? Amen. Three, compound your earning. Don't just eat everything. Is that four or five? Four. Five, 
The longer it takes to mature, the more secure. So diversify your investments. According to Warren Buffett, who is not God, all right? But according <laughs> to Warren Buffett. Why? Because we think we must tell people something to do to prosper. This is how to prosper as believers. Who wants to prosper? Say amen. amen. Okay, now listen, I'm about to give you the key of prosperity. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. You are ready? Okay, I have three keys for prosperity. You use the three together. First key. Hear ye the word of the Lord. It is the Lord thy God that giveth thee power to get wealth. Say amen. Amen. How do I use that? You can't use it to use you. (laughs) You can't use it. It will use you. Say use me. Yes. The, that word will use you. People say use the word. No, the word uses people. The word is alive and active. You are dead and crazy. The word is alive and active. In you was life. Your life is not in you. The life is in the word. That's key number one. Key number two. You know the grace of the Lord Jesus. Even though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. That you through his poverty might be made rich. If you believe it, say amen. amen. How do you use that? You can't use it. It will use you. That grace will use you. Somebody say amen. amen. The grace will send you to work, to give you skill to work. They open doors for you. At the end of the day, you will say, I am what I am by the grace of God. I told you I have three keys, Abby. What is the third key? You've been using that one since. The third key is called Amen. What is the third key? Amen. amen. These two things that scriptures have quoted, the third key is what? You saying Amen. If you believe it, say amen. amen. That's key number three. How do you use it? You finish using it. It has activated the other two. And the other two are now working on you. Amen. Listen to me. You won't die poor. Amen. No, not even dying poor. Ah, dying poor is a long time away. I mean, I'm talking about prosperity has come into your house today. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, I was just, I stumbled at one quote from um, um, this star. What's his name again? Sam Adeyemi. They said the poor man, he said the poor man, Sam Adeyemi said, it's not the man without money, but the man that's not adding value to anybody. Are you getting my point? That, for that reason, this is what the word will do in you. It will make you somebody who adds value to people. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes the problem with Christians is that you know, we don't define our words properly. We're looking for how do I collect money and I call it rich. Because I don't call that rich, I call that poor. There was one man who had a lot of money. I called him fool. You know the man? He had so much money. Investment, they paid him $500 million. Everything yielded. He said, how do I store this up? Jesus looked at him and said, fool. You're not a fool, amen? amen? Why was that man a fool? He gathered. He wasn't thinking of how to. Because he said he's not rich towards God. How are you rich towards God? It's how you are blessing people. It's not how you're just stacking offering and altar. You know. It's how your life is just committed to blessing people. So that word I said is working on you. The word is using you. 
So what is he using to, used to do? He's using you to add God's blessings to people's lives. So listen to this. Idleness has ended in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, productivity has come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Skill has come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I need to say that skill has come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to say one more time, skill has come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Skill like that of Bezalel, it has come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, that's important because God wants to show forth his excellence. Yeah, God wants to show forth his excellence. Like one day, the person said that God is not only interested in that which is useful, he's interested in that which is beautiful. He says it's not only utilitarian things that God is interested in. So sometimes you see workmen, they tell you manage it like that, you go work. It's not about you go work. It must work and look nice. I like one thing Albert Einstein said. When he heard this uh, Kaluza's theory of supersymmetry, those of you who know physics, you know what they call supersymmetry? I can do I'll put it up your hand. <laughs> When he had the doctrine, uh, the, uh, the physics principle of supersymmetry, he said it must be true. He said, why? He said because, he, did, he had not read the details, so he just looked at it. Albert Einstein looked at the thing and said supersymmetry must be true. He said, why? He said, because truth is beautiful. He said, this thing is too beautiful to be false. I don't know whether you get that point. Einstein's reason for believing supersymmetry was the beauty. Of course, he had the physicist's mind to know what is beautiful in calculation. He looked at the calculations. He said, this thing is beautiful. It must be true. So skill, bringing forth perfection. The Bible calls it excellence. It's one of the things that a Christian workman should be known for. He's just not satisfied. They say, we can manage it. No, you don't manage it. Is it Michelangelo? I don't know whether the one that said it. When they were painting, they say it was in Princeton Chapel, then they call it, it was painting something. They said they will cover it with the roof, assisting chapel. They said they will cover, they cover it with the roof. Now, why are you bothering? Say nobody will see. Say, but God will see it. The angels will see it. Are you getting my point? You are carving something that they are going to lay roof over. Say, do it rough, rough, just cover it. Ah. The man said, I can't do that. He said, nobody will see. He said, ah, nobody will see it. Say, God will see it. That's the spirit of excellence. That's what grace brings to you. Now listen. Remember? That word is working. And that word is using you. It's the word that is working. It's producing the excellence on the earth. And it will produce the excellence through you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will become tired of mediocrity. You will refuse to accept things that are not excellent coming from your hands. I hope you are getting my point. That's one of the signs that the grace of God is working in you. And the grace of God will bring excellence into your life. It will bring excellence into your life. Amen. That's how it works. It's not, I'm not giving you 17 keys. On all those 17 keys. Forget that thing. I like to quote this man all the time. R.G. Lutono. Lutono said, if I knew all the principles of accounting, I would not have succeeded in business. He said, because everything I did was wrong, accounting-wise. But he didn't know. So he was busy succeeding. Later on, he found out, they said, don't, don't, you don't do like that. I said, ah, are you serious? Yes. I've done it already. <laughs> God just helped him turn his mistakes, you know, into glory. That's all God, sometimes when God is forgiving, and that's how it is. So. Some people want to be sinners. When God finished blessing somebody who sinned. Don't, 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 please, let me just explain. Don't go and do it. That would be presumptuous sin. No? no, but that's how God. Sometimes God will bless somebody. <laughs> because of, that is, you'll be looking at, how did God manage this one? You know, like David, you kill Uriah, you collect Bathsheba. 
and God forgives you. At the end of the day, God even give you a new wife to give birth to Solomon. He's that same Bathsheba. Some people, they've killed other Urias now just to collect Bathsheba, hoping God will help them. And God has now killed them. That's our grace is. God so forgave David that at the end of the day, it was that Bathsheba that gave birth to Solomon. It's not fair. Is it fair? No, it's called grace. Now, so grace, David. When God has forgiven him, and I said, okay, who stole Uriah's wife? God said, nobody. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, I forgot. It's Jesus that stole Uriah's wife. <laughs> and they have killed him for it on the cross. No, that's how it is. Who stole Uriah's wife? Jesus. Who killed Uriah's? Uriah? Jesus. So what do you do? Hang him on the cross. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, David, you marry Bathsheba <laughs> and give birth to Solomon. How did it work? I really don't know. Don't ask me. I read it just like you and I read it. And just like you read it, I also read it. But at least by that, I understand the power of what? Grace. I'm talking about the sufferings of Christ. That's, been, that's how it's applied to our lives. Today, I just feel like talking about that forgiveness thing. I feel like talking about forgiveness. Because many people are held back because it's not God that didn't forgive them. They are the ones that didn't forgive themselves. But I've come to teach you this evening again to remind you, not teach really, just to remind you that in Christ Jesus you have been forgiven. Amen. I hope you're getting my point. The sufferings of Christ that he suffered on the cross, it was for your sake. No, I would not the word it was. It is for your sake. Because that suffering is always going on. It's always going on. But again, remember, the glory he collected and dashed to you. The Bible says that he will see the result of his travail and he will be glad. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. For you to enjoy freedom is what makes Jesus glad. I don't know where I get my point. Yeah, for the believer to enjoy freedom from sin, from the consequences thereof, to enjoy freedom in life is what makes Jesus glad. That's what makes him glad. You know Jesus gets happy. You know that. You know he's happy. You know you can make him happy. You can make him sad. Ah, don't you know that? You think it's God, no matter what happens, it doesn't concern him. It concerns him. One day, look, he said, I feel bad that I put that down <laughs> on this earth. Yeah, God gets happy. He gets excited. Solo, uh, not Solomon. Abraham did something. He said, I swear, I will bless you. You know? Excitement. He gets excited. You do things that make him happy. Can I get into the story of when he <laughs> told the Lord that Jesus told him that the demon will go. He said, but he did not go. <laughs> Jesus said, what did he say? I told you the demon will go. He said, but you were there. He did not go. I said it will go. Yeah. See, see me, see Wahala. All of you were there. Did he go? <laughs> Jesus got angry. He said, next time the Lord just, he said he saw fire leap out of his eyes. If you think Jesus always smile, no, I've warned you before. He doesn't only he doesn't only smile. He doesn't only he doesn't only smile. He doesn't only smile. He said, he got angry. He said, saw fire leap out of his eyes. And all he said is, I said it will go. No explanation. And the vision ended. When you talk about trouble, that is trouble. How do I continue preaching? He didn't explain. You know, the painful part was that the Lord did not explain. You just said to him, I said it will go. Can he say, it did not go? 
The Lord said, I said it to go. He said, ah, wait. All of us were here. The whole church was their witnesses. It did not go. And the Lord got provoked to anger. I said it will go. That's why be careful when you go and be narrating your experiences to prove that the word of God is not true. I don't care how poor you are. You are blessed. You have not eaten for two days, not because you are fasting, but because you are broke. But you are blessed. Amen. You get him angry when you tell him that you say I'm blessed, but I'm not eating. He starts getting angry. Let nobody tell that God doesn't get angry. He gets angry. So if you say, but I'm not eating, I say, but I'm not eating. Just say, Lord, you said I'm blessed. I just want to say, Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen on the hungry stomach. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to just thank you. Children, let us worship the Lord this afternoon because we are blessed. In this household, Daddy, I'm hungry. Shut up. Just worship. <laughs> Just worship. No, that's Christianity for you. It's called foolishness. That's what Christianity is. It's, it, sometimes it's pure foolishness. You go to hospital, the man is very sick. Say, how are you? Say, ah, it is well in Jesus' name. Say, by the stripes of Jesus, I've been healed. But you're in hospital. I don't know why, but I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Don't say anything otherwise. When they went to the promised land, you think there were giants there? Let me ask you, were there giants there? Yes. No, no, be honest, be honest, be honest. No, 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 don't, 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 don't side sinners, just tell the truth. Were there giants in the land? Yes. He. You are saying there are giants in the land. God keeps some people for you too. Were there giants in the land? Yes, yes there were giants, that's true. <laughs> I agree with you, Even me, I agree with you. There are giants in the land. Comparatively, were those people small like grasshoppers? Actually, yes. yes. They were like grasshoppers. Now, what's the conclusion? Could they take the land? God didn't say there are no giants in the land. He just said, I have given you the land. The people now saw giants and decided we can't take the land. <sighs> I found out that you can provoke God to anger. You can provoke him to anger. That day the Lord was angry. He said, we can't take it. The people said, God is with us now. He said, ah, God with you, go. Didn't you see the giants? What am I trying to say? When the Lord says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing, he knew that you don't have a job when he said it. He knew there was trouble in Nigeria when he said it. When he said in all that you will do, you will prosper. He knew that dollar may be expensive when he said it. So he said to Jeremiah, do not say. That is, don't repeat the hindrances. I don't want to hear them. Just stick with what I have said. What he gave to Jeremiah were words to speak. That's how grace works. Grace puts words in your mouth. When you get there, you say, are there giants in this land? Yes. Giants, I just came to tell you that no matter how big you are, the Lord has given us the land. Say it, Aaron. One giant will say, who said that? <laughs> Don't say anything. Just keep quiet where you are. You remember you are small, like grasshopper? So just stay there. When the giant turns again, giant! We are going to take the land. There's nothing you can do about it. Dodge. <laughs> do you know what? You continue saying it like that. You know what happened? You know what Ezekiel said? The spirit will come, possess you, set you on your feet. The one giant will now come, who talks? You know, say, it's me. What we want to do about it? 
What do you want to do about it? I'm the one that said it. So I'm going to kill you now. Say try. Your friend say, hey, what did you eat, David? <laughs> say, leave him. Let him try. They won't know that beside you, there are two angels that are more wicked than the giants. As one giant is coming here, like they just do the giant like this. I will slap you. As you do like this, wow, the giant will have a stroke and die. And your friends will carry you on the shoulder. Hey, I've killed the giant. Then after that, you know, you now have boldness. And then that giant, mention my name. Tell the giant I'm the one. Giant said, I didn't know you would need the land. You should have said this or God has sent you. Now, thank you. That's how grace works. That's how grace works. Grace works in the lives of those who just agree. What did I say? Works in the lives of those who just what? Agree. They agree with God. They put those words on their lips. It forms their decisions. They speak according to those words. And the power of God starts working in their lives. I'm saying to you again today, you are blessed. You have been forgiven. Now let me say some more words. You are not in bondage. You are not in bondage to sin. You are not in bondage to poverty. You are not in bondage to failure. I should say that again. You are not in bondage to failure. Ah, How do we say this? You are not in bondage to ancestral curses. You are not in bondage to near success syndrome. You are not in bondage to failure in the name of Jesus Christ. I feel like rebuking death in somebody's life. You will not die prematurely in the name of Jesus Christ. No evil that is fashioned against you will prosper. I'm speaking to somebody here. You will not die. Stop being afraid. In the name of Jesus, I cast that spirit of fear and I command it to depart from your heart in the name of Jesus. Freedom is your portion in Christ Jesus. You are free. You are free. No need being afraid. Come on. Don't cripple your life. Jesus came to deliver people from the fear of death. Many people, the problem they have, if I was listening to, watching the crash of... um, 1929, Great Depression in America, when they now elected this man, um, FDR, Roosevelt, in his own presidential speech, he said, what we need to fear is fear itself. He was trying to restore confidence, the confidence of the people in the country. He said, the only thing we need to fear is fear itself. That is, fear is the problem we have now. Are you getting my point here? Yes. For many people, it's fear of death, fear of poverty, fear of trouble. That's why they, no, no, I was just reading the news this afternoon. A Nigerian man... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing in the spirit. I'm laughing because of stupidity of some people. <laughs> a Nigerian man that paid his way wanted to be smuggled into into through Libya to Europe. When they got to Libya, money finished. They sold him as a slave, five hundred dollars. Yes, go and check BBC World. He's there. Are selling people there now. The guy is from Edo State. What you know? Why they laughing? He said he ran away because of corruption in the two states. <laughs> corruption in the two states. Are you a politician? People who are fine like in the two states, they don't know the corruption. They are there cutting, planting, you know, breaking from the bush to the mirror to sell. Stupid boys. Now, he's, he said he's 21 or 23. He's been sold as a slave. His family is now gathering money to deliver him. I was laughing at his stupidity. Yeah, he ran away because the BBC wrote that he ran away because there's a corruption in the state government. As if that concerns him. Rubbish. They're not selling the guy as a slave. So BBC actually no CNN. CNN. CNN, sorry. CNN ran that when they investigated, I actually with secret cameras went to film the sale. No, literally, they'll put men who needs a digger. This guy can dig. He's a good digger. 
$500. Somebody offered me $700, $800. They say he's paying for his debts. Not a joke. Why? Because somebody deceived him. That he can't prosper in a do state. Many people believe lies. Eh? They start living foolishly. I'm talking to people who believe. If you believe, say amen. amen. See, not only will you prosper in this land, you will send money to deliver slaves. Amen. That's your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Fear is why people start making such, making such foolish decisions. In 2017, they are sending you as a slave. They didn't change them with um, chains and uh, this thing. No? According to the reporter, the people, their spirits are so given up, there's no need for a chain. Don't beat them into submission. Suffering. You cross the desert. Have you ever been hungry in Enugu? Sorry, test in Enugu. You think that is test? Try, go and cross desert. Test will teach you the fear of God. That's when you will give a light to God. You must not go to hellfire. You will know... <laughs> When that rich man was begging Lazarus, drop. These guys, their spirits have been destroyed. Spirits have been removed. They are setting them as they can't even talk. One of them, a young man from Nigeria. Why? Because somebody lied to him. Fear is what keeps people in bondage. I speak to you today, you are free in Jesus' name. The sufferings of Christ and the glories that follow. Those things were prophesied for your good. And I say to you that glory will come to your life in the name of Jesus. No matter what you have been through, it has come to an end today. Sickness has come to an end. All kinds of troubles have come to an end. Poverty has come to an end. Barrenness of every sort has come to an end. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lack of fruitfulness has died. In the name of Jesus. Now hear ye the word of the Lord. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue everything around you. Have dominion in the name of Jesus. I said have dominion in the name of Jesus. Yes, that's how Christians succeed. Everything is packaged in God's word. Let's rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet and give the Lord thanks. I read from Isaiah chapter 55 in the beginning. Even though at the end of the day, I ended up not um, really passing any comments on it. The thing I just want to say is that one thing he commanded is that we should change the way we think. That's what hinders blessings from coming into the lives of believers. Wrong thoughts. Having wrong concepts. Let me just drop that as we close. Having wrong ideas. ideas having wrong definitions. Yes, wrong definitions. One day I was preaching somewhere. I said, how many people believe that no good state gov- governor is enjoying of course, many hands went up. I said, now if you are here tonight, and <laughs> you want to become a governor so you too you can enjoy, put up your hands. I didn't know that number of Christians can be foolish. <laughs> they put up their hands. Ah, I went over it again. I said, how many people believe any good state governor is enjoying? The hands went up. How many of you want to become governor so you too you can enjoy? Children of God, they put up their hands. So I said to them, that is why you will never be a governor in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Now I'm a prophet of God. A real prophet of God. <laughs> he said, ah, Pastor Mark, why do you condemn them? They will never be governors. It's not me. It's their thoughts. Let the wicked forsake his thoughts. Then he will be a governor. 
Yes. If you force it, that is the that thought process is why Christians are not blessed. I did not cause them as individuals, I caused the thought process. I'm going to be a governor so I can enjoy. If you're a Christian like that in the name of Jesus, you will never be anything. Don't even need to say amen. Because the thing I said, amen by itself. You're a blessing, amen. Amen. A Christian becomes a governor so he can execute righteousness, help the nation develop. Do you understand my point? Institute godliness in everything that is done. That is the purpose. He's blessed so he can be a blessing. Are you getting me? That's how it works. And he says, if you just look at the way he said it. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. That's it. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And that's the problem. Bless people thinking wrongly. The blessing can't flow. Say, neither are your ways my ways. Your ways are a result of the way you think. If you think wrongly, you do wrongly, things go wrong in your life. As a matter of fact, bless people. That is the reason why their blessings don't flow. If anything in your life is not flowing, go and check how you are thinking about this thing. Some men say, I need a wife. Why? Somebody has to be cooking for me. Just get a cook. You don't need a wife. What do you need? A cook. You can even be doing automatic transfer from your salary to any of these joints. Just come there, collect your food, and go. You don't need a wife. You need a husband or somebody can protect me, get a dog. <laughs> you are going to hold your bingo. Say, bingo, enemy attack. <laughs> no, 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 no. We just change our thought processes. That's it. I'm not talking about wife or husband. I'm just giving us an example. Okay? Let's not think like Africans. I need to have a son. Somebody can carry my name. Let's not talk about that. The Lord is good. <laughs> if blessings are not flowing to Christians' lives, that's one major problem. Thoughts are what? Wrong. The thoughts are wrong. That's why David said, pray like this. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. He said, try me and know my anxious thoughts. Find out whether there's any hurtful thing in me. It's those anxious thoughts that are hurtful things. Many people started in that the Lord spoke to me to go to America. It's a lie. God didn't see any such thing to him or her. What just happened was that the boy don't look for work for 18 months, 24 months. He don't check him. His friends now told him that if you get to America, you will be rich. They start anxious thoughts now start telling him, go to America. America is not bad if God sends you there. But it's not the place of prosperity. Prosperity is in the Lord God. And if God blesses you, can be, you can manifest anywhere. I hope you're getting my point. I just feel like saying it again. Don't let this devil sell you fear. Enjoy every day. You know, I said something last time. Make up your mind. Not even asking God now. Just say, Lord, between now and December 31, I just want to be happy. I'm not saying give me anything. No. I'm saying what? Make me happy. Now load music. And just be dancing. Are you getting my point? Yeah, seriously. Not just, just like six weeks, Tabby. And then God can now do what he wants to do. Many people, they have fears. Fear can cripple God's hands. Why do you think God used to announce fear not? If it didn't matter, do you think he would say it? Listen to me. If fear did not matter, God wouldn't tell you fear not. Fear not is not, ah, apostle, okay, no need to be afraid. Why can't they fear like this? You may small picking. 
How do you fear? Don't need to be afraid. Now, you, are you a small child? What is it? Fear not is not rebuke. Fear not is what? A commandment. It's an instruction that says, if fear continues in your life, what I want to do cannot happen. That's the meaning of fear not. Fear not doesn't mean that, ah, why are you just misbehaving like this? You want to raise your blood pressure for nothing? No. Fear not is that if this fear continues, what I want to do will not happen. Where I want you to go, you will not be able to go there. What I want you to accomplish, you will not be able to accomplish it. And that's why he says, fear not. All right, let's do something. I speak to you. Do not be afraid. Amen. Say amen to that again. Amen. That's empowerment not to fear. That's just what, that was what went out just now. From today, you will not be afraid. Amen. Say after me, I will not be afraid. I will not Say, I will, not fear. I will not fear. Say, terror will not come near me. You know what you have done? You have driven back a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. There are people that have anxiety disorders. If you are dead this evening, all right, just put your hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. It's an evil spirit. I want to drive it away. I want to drive it away. It's an evil spirit. It's an evil spirit. Just panic for nothing. You are sitting there. Your chest starts beating. It starts beating. Terror comes upon you. Now, you spirit of fear, a spirit of anxiety, I command you, get out of that life in the name of Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. That child of God, you will not fear. You will not be afraid. Terror will not come near you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now receive the spirit of joy. Yeah, now drink of that spirit. Say, Lord, I receive it. Say, I receive the spirit of joy. I receive the spirit of gladness. Say, I receive this oil of gladness. Instead of the spirit of mourning. Say right now. Joy fills my heart. Laughter fills my mouth. Say right now. Joy fills my heart. And laughter fills my mouth. Put up your hands and give the Lord thanks as we close. Just say Lord I thank you. And I want you to smile. Be happy as you are giving thanks. Be happy. Say Lord I thank you. I'm free. I'm free. Tomorrow is bright. I know the thoughts you have towards me. Thoughts of good and not of evil. Say, I am free. Say, Lord, I am free. Joy fills your heart now. Laughter fills your mouth. In the name of Jesus, I command you, be happy. Be joyful. Receive the spirit of joy. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Father, we give you thanks. Let's give him thanks again. Just say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. If you are blessed today, please say an amen. amen. And let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless somebody beside you, please. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Bless another person on the other side. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. One more person. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Now, one for yourself. This is my season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus.
All right, share of brethren.